return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. God God always has a good plan for us. Amen. And he has a good plan for you today. He wants you to prosper and he wants you to... Have a good testimony. Amen. He doesn't just want us to have good doctor's reports, but he wants us to have perfect doctor's reports. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just pray first before we get started. Father, we just thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you that your mercies are new every single morning. So no matter what we went through last night or the, or the rest of the weekend, Lord, we know that your mercies are new. Lord, we know that we can, we can run to you, that we can, we can come and, and you give us mercy and we find grace and to help in the time of need when we run boldly to you, Jesus. So even this morning, Lord, we run boldly to you. We run boldly to you that you might do a work in us. Lord, we know that you've started a work in all of us and it says in your word that you are faithful to complete it. And you have started a good work, and so we thank you for that. We thank you just for loving us and what you did on the cross for us. Lord, we just pray that today you speak um, here in the Sunday School service, that you speak through me. Lord, that, that um, your people, we can get something, uh, uh, even just a nugget or a revelation of what you're trying to tell the church this morning. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, this morning I want to talk about a light in a dark world. And um, uh, a quote I heard this weekend was, if you're in a dark place, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness around you. Amen. How many know if you're in a dark place and you start to curse the darkness, nothing happens? <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're, you know, it's pitch black, have you ever been in a room where there's been no windows, or, or you know, we were in uh, Rapid City, went down in a cave, they turned off the lights, and it was complete black uh, darkness, and you can't even see your hand in front of your face. In fact, our tour guide, he said, um, he was a jokester, so he turned off all the lights, and he said, now try to, you know, try to see your hand, and we did that, and he said, you know, if you put your hand in front of your face, you wave it back and forth enough, it stirs up electricity and you can see a little light. And so all of us were like this. And he turned the light on and we were all going like this. And he said, I'm just joking, you can't do that. Amen. But that cave would have been just as dark if I would have said, in Jesus' name I command this darkness to leave. If I would have cursed the darkness, the cave would have been just as dark. But what if I would have had a lighter? Put on the lighter. You know, darkness has to flee wherever the light is. Amen? Darkness cannot be where light is. Amen? So it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness around you. If you shine your light, it'll take care of the darkness. Amen? If you shine the light, it'll take care of the darkness. Let's go to Genesis 1, 
2, we'll go straight at, uh, back to the beginning. It says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, this is before there was light. And just, when, when we say, sometimes we think of darkness as like nighttime, or, you know, you can see a little bit. Well, this was absolute darkness, because there was absolutely no light. There was no moon. There was no sun. There was nothing. It was void. And it says, darkness was on the face of the deep. Verse 3 says, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. He didn't say, let there not be darkness. Amen? He didn't say, darkness flee. And we're, I'm going to get into different things. Uh, I'm not saying in our life that there aren't times where we say in Jesus' name, you know, the darkness has to flee. This We curse cancer cells and we curse these different things. But I am saying that while sometimes we do have to curse, you know, like Jesus cursed the fig tree and said, you die, don't let fruit grow on you again. Um, we always want to be a light. Amen? So while sometimes it, we we have the opportunity to, you know, either speak life or death to something. We always want to be a light. Amen. But when he said, let there be light, the darkness was automatically driven away. Amen. When he said, let there be light, there could be no more darkness. Amen. At that time. And the Bible talks a lot about the light and about Christians being light. Amen. And I'm not going to be able to go into all of them today, um, just because there are a lot. But Matthew 5:14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And like I said, there are times that we do rebuke the darkness, but we always want to be a light. Amen? We can be a light wherever we're at. We can be a light to people at our at our jobs, it can be a light to people at the ball game or at Hy-Vee or wherever we're at. Where you know, it's think of think of if I was in that cave and I had a lighter um, or a candle. Wherever I went, the light would go with me, right? And wherever I went, it would illuminate what was once dark. It would illuminate it, and it would now be light. And so, so we take the light with us. It's not like you know, it says that um, we don't want to put it under a basket, you know. So if I had a lamp here and I, and I covered it up in darkness and I leave and I don't take my light with me, I mean, then I'm not going to be able to give it to other people. But if I take the basket off, I take my light with me all the time. If I'm always live, walking in joy and in peace, no matter what my circumstances are. Because we can walk in joy no matter what our circumstances are. Amen. We can't have happiness without joy. I think one of the biggest lies of the devil is that Jesus wants us to be happy. No, Jesus wants us to have joy. And as a result of joy, we, we become happy. Amen. But there, might be, there might be times where our circumstances, we're just not happy. Maybe, maybe physically we didn't feel like we had a good week. It was a lousy week. But we can still have joy. Amen. That was one of the things, you know, when, when uh, <laughs> I don't name names, but somebody I know that, that divorced, you know, and, and, and the guy said, well, Jesus wants me to be happy individually. Yes, he wants, you know, and, 
and he wants he cares about individuals' happiness. And it's like, well, no, he cares about individuals having joy, joy in our life. Amen. But but the Bible doesn't say that we're always going to be happy. Amen. It doesn't say happiness comes in the morning. Oh man, when I wake up, I do not have much happiness. It's like I could use another thirty minutes of sleep. I'm not happy about this. Amen. But I can't have joy. And we get our joy from Jesus. Amen. We don't get our joy from circumstances. We get our joy from knowing that every morning He's with us. Every morning that His mercies are new. You know, every morning we can go out and we can triumph in life. Amen. So darkness cannot stay in a place where there is light, and it doesn't work the other way. You light a candle, but you can't dark a candle. Amen. There's no, there's no, you can't turn on the dark. <laughs> Amen. You said turn on the light. Amen. The light is the superior thing to the darkness. Light isn't dependent on the darkness around it. No matter how dark it is, if there's a light, it's going to push away the darkness. Amen. It doesn't operate based on what the darkness is doing, but the darkness has to operate based on what the light is doing. Amen? doesn't matter. It could be pitch black. It could be absolute darkness. But if you have a light, that darkness has to, has to leave from that area the light's in. But if you have a light and you bring in darkness, well, the darkness still has to, has to stay away from the light. Amen? And so we can be a light to people. If you're in a dark room and you bring in the light, like I said, the darkness is forced to be wherever the light isn't. The darkness is still forced out of the light because the light is more powerful than the darkness. Amen. And it goes back to the verse, He that is in me, he who is in me is greater, is bigger, amen, than he who is in the world. I talked a little bit the other time about just how Jesus and Satan are opposites, but they're not equal. Jesus is so much more greater than, than, than the devil is. Amen. And so, so wherever we go, you know, darkness cannot drive out light, but light can drive out darkness. Let's go to John eight twelve, And he says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Amen. And so, see, darkness is the absence of light, but light isn't the absence of darkness. When we follow Jesus, we walk in the light. But we also have the light inside of us. Amen. So if I have a candle and I'm, and I'm leading a group of people, they can, they can walk in the light because I have the light with me. You know, and Jesus has the light. He is the light. But it says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. It doesn't just say that he will walk in the, white, in the light of life. Amen. When we follow Jesus, we walk in the light, but we also have the light inside of us. He said, we shall not walk in darkness, but we shall have. The candle doesn't lose anything by lighting another candle. Amen? So we, the light, the, the light, the candle, Jesus Christ, he might, you know, when somebody becomes saved and born again and on fire for Jesus, we have a candle, right? And we, we do this every year at the candlelight service. Amen. Where we all have a, we have a candle, and one person starts it, and then it lights others. Amen. And and one thing that's that's always true is if I give my light part of my candle the, the fire to Lynn, I don't lose anything on my candle. 
Amen. It stays the same as if I wouldn't have done it at all. Amen. There's an unlimited supply of light from one candle. How many other candles can one candle light before it goes out? A lot. Amen. And, and with the Lord, it's always exponential. It's never addition or subtraction. It's always exponential growth, multiplication. Amen. Maximizing efficiency. Hallelujah. In our lifetime, how many people can we affect before we're no longer on this earth? You know, if we carry the light inside of us and say we, we minister and we witness to people, and so, you know, the, the, the symbol of that would be taking our candle and lighting somebody else's candle and continuing to light candles. How many candles can we light before we leave this earth? And then the other question is, of the candles that we lit, how many of those can light candles? Amen. And um, Pastor Dave always says, when we talk about our pastor's conference, our ripple effect around the world. Well, us being a witness can be a ripple effect around the world. There might be somebody that you witness to. There might be somebody that, that you, you maybe didn't even know you witnessed to them. Witnessing isn't just like, you need Jesus, hallelujah. That's not all witnessing is, amen. Witnessing can be subtle. It can be, hey, just wanted to tell you that I know you're going through a tough time. But Jesus loves you and he has a good plan for your life. That's a witness. And who knows, there might be people that you have witnessed to that you just thought pass them by. You know, and like I said, when we give our light to somebody else, it doesn't take away from our light. So sometimes it's, it can be pretty, pretty easy just to, you're walking by and somebody's like, yeah, I'm having a tough time. This is going on and this is going on. And well, and, and, and we can say, well, I know Jesus loves you. He has good plans for your life. Amen? What do we do? We might have just taken our candle and lit another candle. And there, there might be people that you have witnessed to, just in Brookings or in a small town or whatever, and that we don't even know it have has affected countries, have affected people on other continents. Amen? And I think that's so cool. I think of it like, uh, you know, if you see... Um, you know, like a world, like a live view of the world at any given time. And um, on one side of the world, everything's dark, and on the other side of the world, everything's light. And in the middle, between like nighttime and daytime, it's, it's darker, but you can see all these lights on. Everybody has their lights on still. And I think of that as, as us being able to go out and witness to somebody. And, 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 and even in the, in the church service, we turn off all the lights and we have a candle and we give it. And by the end of everybody having a, the candle lit, um, you can see pretty well. Amen? You can see pretty well. And so we might be affecting, there might be people that are affected through your ministry that you don't even know. And I tell you what, when we get to heaven, we're going, I believe, I really believe that we're going to know, oh wow, this person was affected through ministry because the Bible says that that um, you know we're going there, there's a record of the things that we do amen we all answer for the things that we do good and bad you know there's and there is uh, it's fun to know it's like when you send out a shoebox for for operation Christmas child when you fill out the shoebox you don't know who it's going to we don't know what country it's going to or different things like that but if you put a note in there sometimes you'll get something back that says hey, this went to so-and-so in this region, in this country. And it's always fun to know, wow, that was, 
wow, you know, this this was just uh, at Dollar Tree just you know a month ago or two months ago, and it reached people around the world. And we can do that as lights for Jesus. And this light doesn't just come from being a good person or doing good deeds, but the light comes from Jesus. Amen. Let's go to John 1, 4 through 5. We'll read it in the, the Passion Bible. It says, Life came into being because of him. For his life is light for all humanity, and this living expression is the light that burst through gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. Amen. I love that that this expression is the light. You know, that the the L and the E are capitalized, and the L on light are capitalized. This is Jesus, amen? Living expression of light. He is the light that bursts through the, through the gloom. And uh, it reminds me of, of the last time I spoke, just about when David said, I'm, I'll exalt the Lord. He broke through the, the enemy camp like a breakthrough of water. Amen? He burst through the gloom. The, the, the light that darkness could not diminish. Amen? The reason we have light is because of his life. He came to earth so that he could light our candles. Amen? So to speak. <laughs> if Jesus didn't come down to earth to live, the light of, man, the light of men would wane. You, know, you think of when, before Jesus came to earth, how much light was there on the earth as far as people that really, you know, Love the Lord, and you know there's a lot of a lot of people, in, and it's the same in this day and age. A lot of people playing church but not living church. Amen. But Jesus was, He came and He renewed people's light. He renewed, He renewed people's hope. Amen. And it started with one person, the light, Jesus Christ. And then from there, what happened? And then it and then it affected twelve more. And then it affected the seventy. And then it affected the hundred and twenty. And from there, it just kept growing. Amen? Hallelujah. But because Jesus gave his life, has gave, he gave his unquenchable light to us as well. The light he gave us is eternal and cannot be diminished by darkness. Amen. So, it kind of brings me to this too. If you aren't feeling like you're living for the Lord, or you're going through a rough patch, you know, just remember that the light that he gave us is eternal and cannot be diminished. So we might feel like we're in a dark place. We saw that candle lit. Amen. We can still be a, a light for Jesus. And just remember that you have the light of the Almighty within you and it's not going away. Amen. We just need to take it out from under the basket and let it shine. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading in John 1 here. Thank you, Jesus. John 1, 6-9. In the Passion it says, Then suddenly a man appeared who was sent from God, a messenger named John. For he came to be a witness, to, the point, to point the way to the light of life and help everyone believe. John was not that light, but he came to show who is. For he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the light of truth was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. Amen? And so all people have an opportunity to see the light of Jesus through us. Everybody. I mean, sometimes, you know, it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes we have to kind of push against and it feels like, oh, I have my light. Hello, I have my light right here. Why aren't they seeing it? Amen. 
Well, it's not our job to make them see it. It's our job just to bring it. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we now have an unlimited supply of the light. Our job is just to walk around shining bright. We do that by our words and our actions. Amen? And if the world doesn't see the light of Jesus through us, they're going to stay in darkness. Luke 178-79 says, Through the tender mercies of God with which the day spring from the high, from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night with absolutely no lights on? You know, you wake up like at 3 in the morning, got to go to the bathroom, whatever. No lights on. You don't have a flashlight and there's, you know, obstacles. You know, there's like a coffee table over here and, you know, that, that uh, there's a dirty laundry basket over here. And you go a little ways, and you're trying to be careful, but no matter how careful you are, you're always going to hit your shin on either the laundry basket or the coffee table, or you're going to hit your knee on the, on the corner of the bed. I mean, it's really inevitable. No matter how careful you are, like, I'm sitting there like this, you know, and it's like the one time I, I actually decided to move my foot, like one foot, it's like, don't, ah, ah, you know. Amen. Because you can't see. Amen. You can't, you can't see. You're going to, you might run into things. When there's no light, it's hard to tell where you are and where you're going. So they say if you're lost in the woods, you're supposed to stay in one spot so somebody can find you. If you don't know where you're at, just stay where you're at, stay in one place, somebody will come. And hopefully it's not a bear, but somebody will come. <laughs> well, when somebody doesn't know Jesus, they're in darkness not knowing where they, are, where they are. And for someone in the light, it might be like, well, why are they choosing to stay in this darkness? Why? You know, all the signs are there. All the miracles are around us and everything. And, and then sometimes it's easy to get frustrated as a Christian, especially if you've been witnesses, witnessing to somebody. You're like, why don't they see it? You know, I've been, I've been good. I've been holding doors open for them. I've been smiling at them. I've been... Saying Jesus loves you, why aren't they getting this? <laughs> why are they choosing to stay in darkness and stay in the world? In verse 79 says, 79 says, He came to give light to those who sit in darkness. Amen? There are a lot of people who are content sitting in the darkness that they're in. They don't want to go out and they don't want to um, risk hitting their shin on the bed. They don't want to risk... Um, you know, losing their friends. They don't want to risk losing their lifestyle. They don't want to risk all these things that they think are so important in their life. They don't want to move and explore. They could hit their shin so it feels a lot easier and just better just to sit in the darkness. You know, and you see that a lot with people that um, are alcoholics or addicted to drugs. You know, that, that it's kind of a way, in a, for them it's a way of escape. Isn't it? It's a way of escape. It's like the world is getting too big. The world is, is um, I'm, you know, the world is not my, is not my friend. I'm not doing well, so I'm going to go back to what I know, what I'm comfortable with. I'm going to go back to the darkness. I don't want to venture out into the light. But I tell you what, when they finally open their eyes, they're going to run towards the light. Amen. And that's why our job's so important. The brighter our light shines, the farther we reach. We don't want to be Christians who hide our light under the lampshade or a basket for fear it may shine in somebody's eyes. We want to shine as bright as we can. And it may be uncomfortable for you. It may be uncomfortable for them. It's like when you wake up in the morning and somebody turns on the light. You know, by what, you know, 
you haven't woken up yet, you're still sleeping, or your 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 eyes are kind of open, and somebody flicks on the light, and it's like, ah, my eyes are burning. Why'd you do that? <laughs> At first, you have to keep your eyes shut because uh, because your eyes are still sensitive to the light, but they adjust after a while, right? After a little bit, not very long. After a little bit, your eyes will adjust to the light that's that just came on. But pe- so people who don't follow Jesus want. Um, they want to follow Jesus, they just don't know it yet. So people who don't follow Jesus, they want to follow Jesus, they just don't know it. They want, they want the light to be turned on, they just don't know it. So you may witness to somebody and let your light shine and be the best witness to somebody that you can be. But if they don't want anything to do with it, it doesn't mean that you didn't shine bright enough. It doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. Amen. Sometimes like, ah, if I would have just, if I would have just done this, you know, then this person would be saved. If I would have just, you know, went over to their house one more time, or if I would have just done this, somebody would be saved. And one of the things, a revelation the Lord gave me a, a long time ago was, it's my job to inform, it's the Holy Spirit's job to persuade. I mean, if I can do the best that I can do at informing about Jesus and the love of Jesus and what he has for them, then I've done what the Lord's called me to do. I've went out and I've preached the gospel. Amen. And you know, we don't get the credit for lives being saved anyways. Jesus gets the credit. So here we are, you know, we're informing people and we're saying, you need Jesus. Jesus loves you. This is what he did for you on the cross. And it's the Holy Spirit then. We allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of them. Amen. We allow the Holy Spirit to move and to bring up things that they've heard in the past from you know, family members or friends, people that have, have tried to get them saved, and and um, and eventually, I mean, if they if they just open their eyes, if they just peek out, Amen, from underneath the the blanket of the world, Amen, they will see that what they see is good, Amen. So that's why our job is so important. Now, the devil doesn't want people to come to the light. In fact, he hates the light. The devil likes to work behind the scenes and blame the things that he does on other people. John 3:19 uh, through 21 says, "And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light. His deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. The devil loves darkness because he doesn't want his deeds to be exposed. Amen. Most crime happens at night because it's harder to identify who committed the crime. If you're down under the, under the, you know, in, in the shadows and, you know, you can't, you know, people can't see you as well, that's when people do the crime. A lot of crime happens at night. Tons of crime. You see protests and riots that happen, you know, or I should just say, you know, riots and looting and different things like that. They don't happen a lot as much during the day. It's mostly during the night, Right? Why? Because the night is devil's playground. Amen. The Bible doesn't say the Lord's mercies are new every night. Amen. But what happens? In the morning, though sorrow may last for the night. The devil wants to bring us sorrow in our life. But though sorrow may last for the night, his joy comes in the morning. Amen. While Satan uses the darkness to hide the evil things he does, Jesus uses the light to expose the truth. 
When we do the will of God, we are always showing the truth and exposing the lie that the devil hates. Amen? The more we give our testimony, the more we witness about Jesus, the easier it's going to get. And the brighter our light will shine. You know, the more you do something, more repetition, it becomes easier and easier to do. Amen? That's true with anything in life, whether it's, you know, being a machine operator. You know, uh, I remember, I'll close here soon, but um, I worked uh, at a like a processing plant, and my job was, so the feed, or the, the powder would come down, and i have a bag, and then I'd fill up the bag, and, and then I would seal it and everything, and put it on a pallet, and that was my job, and I'd go back and do it with another one. Well, the thing was that the powder never stopped coming, so I had to be, like, really quick, you know, and so at first, like, the first couple weeks, like, I was, like, you know, like, you know, I was, I was so nervous just to do it because I was like, well, what if I can't get there in time? Well, one time, and this happened like within like the first, yeah, a couple weeks, I, uh, I ran out of bags. And I didn't know where the bags were. And I was, and it was an overnight, so I was working like 10 to 6, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., 6 a.m. And uh, I had no idea. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm running around trying to find the, trying to find the bags. I can't find them. Uh, I had one more other person work with me that was experienced. I tried to find him, couldn't find him. And so this powder just kept building up inside the machine, building up. And it was funny, this has nothing to do with the sermon probably, but it was funny because like for a split second my mind went to, I need to get out of here. <laughs> like, I'm going to be blamed for that. I don't want to see anybody ever again in this company because I don't want to wreck this machine. You know, I can't find the bag, so I might as well just leave. And just like pretend like it didn't happen, you know, snap my finger like it didn't happen. Amen. But what was it? I was inexperienced. Amen. But the more I did it, the more I learned where the bags were and how to fix the machine and different things like that, the more comfortable I got with operating that machinery. And the more we go out and we live our life for Jesus and we witness and we say and we say things, just small things like Jesus loves you and and can I pray for you and, and different things like that, the easier it becomes. I mean, the more our light can shine. And sometimes people have the mindset of wanting to wait until the light gets really bright before they go out and they share it. They say, well, I'm not built up yet. I mean, they feel like they have nothing to offer because they don't feel like they're living for Jesus. Or, I'll be hypocritical if I do this. Or, you know, I, I just don't feel like I'm there yet. Or maybe I'm a new Christian or I haven't, I've turned away from the Word and I just, I want to get back. But just remember, and, and if, you have your, if you're writing notes, write this down, that Jesus doesn't call the prepared. He prepares the called. Amen? Amen. So he doesn't, he doesn't say, all right, you get prepared and you do everything you can do to be this really spiritual Christian, and then I'm going to call you. No, he says, I'm going to call you, Peter. Peter, I'm going to call you now, and I'm going to prepare you <laughs> for your calling. Amen. And it's with us, with us in life, with our ministries, with, with, what, with what God has called us to do. He might call you to do something, and you're like, oh man, I'm not prepared for that. I can't do that. Amen. But He will prepare you in your calling. He will give you grace to complete the thing that, that He wants you to do. He wants to turn your mess into a message and your test into a testimony. Amen. Last scripture before we close, John 9, 5. 
He says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And I love this scripture because really what he's saying to, after he, after he left the earth, he's saying, as long as the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, as long as I am in the world through you, amen, I am the light of the world. Amen. So as long as the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us, the light of Jesus will shine. And there's hope for the world. Amen. There's hope for your kids. There's hope for your parents. There's hope for your siblings. Amen. There's hope for your friends. Amen. And, and that's what Jesus wants to be. He wants us to be that hope for them. They might see us right away and they say, wow, this person, he's really, really spoken into my life or she's really spoken into my life. And the goal is what? Okay, but now this is really the reason. This is why I can speak into your life. Amen. This is why you're feeling the way you're feeling. This is why you have hope. And it's all because of Jesus Christ, who is the light. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you uh, for this morning and um, that we can be lights for you. Hallelujah. Lord, I just, right now, I just, any time that um, the devil says to us, well, you can't be a light because you haven't done this. You have, you're not good enough to be a light. Lord, I just thank you that we remember these words that, that uh, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And that we have an eternal light on the inside of us. And so, Lord, we say, devil, you are a liar. You are the father of lies. And we say that that is not true, but we have truth inside of us. We have light inside of us that burns brighter than anything the darkness could try to do. And so, Lord... I just thank you for these lights out here this morning. I thank you for these candles that are burning bright for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You give them the grace and you give them um, the confidence to go out and to minister, to spread your word, spread the gospel and spread your light. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.